Hey there, Story Pirates podcast listeners. Today's episode features butter, 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 snake therapists, special guest Josh Radner, and butter. All of that and butter after some quick butter for the grown-ups. Butter. Hey, grown-ups! We are so incredibly grateful to you for listening to Story Pirates. Season 6 was really, really fun to make, and we're so excited for Season 7 right around the corner. To help us make the Story Pirates podcast the best it can be, we've created a short survey for our listeners, and we'd really, really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes to fill it out. You'll be able to tell us what you like about the Story Pirates podcast and what you'd like to see us do in the future. To fill it out, just go to realm.fm slash kids. That's realm, spelled R-E-A-L-M, dot F-M slash kids. And as a thank you, everyone who fills it out can enter to win a prize pack from a whole bunch of different kids' podcasts, including Story Pirates! pretty cool. Again, that website is realm.fm slash kids. Thank you. Now back to the show. Hey, grownups. If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from episode seven this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met. And as you heard, a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream. And in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grownups and probably older kids. Grownups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. Hey, Siegfried. Ah, greetings, Peter. How's drilling duty going? Awful! Oh, no. Has the drill broken? Have we stopped digging through the earth? Has the earth congealed in front of the ship, rendering us completely trapped below the earth's surface forever? No! I just hate being on drill duty, sitting up here at the front of the ship all alone with nothing to do except watch the drill go round and round, digging and digging for what feels like an eternity. Truthfully, I was hoping for dishes when I spun the chore wheel. But Siegfried, drill duty is so important. I mean, if something goes wrong, you're the first person to hear the alarm, and then it becomes your job to figure out what to do. <laughs> hey, that's the alarm I was just talking about. <laughs> Weird. Ah! What do we do? I don't know. What's going on in here? Smitty, the drill alarm went off, and we don't know what to do. Hmm, sounds like we're not drilling into rock anymore. Let's open the window shades and see what we're drilling into. Why do we keep the window shades down if we're underground? And window open. What is that? It doesn't look like rock. Yeah, it looks all squishy and purple. Or is it gray? Green, maybe? It's hard to describe, but whatever it is, it's hideous. 
Could you please stop that? I'm trying to get some sleep. What the? Who said that? Smitty, open the skylight shades. Again, no idea why we have shades on the skylight underground. Oh my gosh, look, it's, it's... A hundred foot tall monster! <laughs> ah! We were just bored and said, hey, why don't we write a story? I have a huge imagination. If you only use your eyes, then you'll see less stuff. That's pretty dark, but yeah. We inspire each other. And the world will never be the same. The Story Pirates. Welcome back to the Story Pirates Podcast, everyone. Where we take stories written by kids and turn them into sketch comedy and songs. <laughs> I was having such a good sleep. Who dares wake the great Catetflix? Catetflix? I've long heard tales of a great unawakened ancient evil, but I thought you went by the name Cthulhu. Cthulhu is my cousin. He spends all his time on his brand, ignoring our family's sworn destiny to conquer the- Wait, Mr. Catetflix, before you launch into a long, villainous monologue, would you mind if we did a story first? I know not what these mortal words mean, but I shall allow you a small reprieve of mercy. Great, I think. Here to introduce our first story is the author. Hi, my name is Oliver. I'm 10 years old. I live in Pennsylvania, and this is my story, Now We're Cooking with Butter. We couldn't think of a concept for a show that could be better, so here it is, Now We're Cooking with Butter Show! Hello, all you butter lovers out there, and welcome back to Now We're Cooking with Butter Show, the show where we just use butter. Before we meet this week's contestants, let's say hello to our judges. Judge number one, tell us, what are you hoping to see today? Well, host, I'm hoping our contestants just use butter. (laughs) Well, that is the only requirement, so here's hoping. Let's say hello to our next judge. Judge number two, what will you be looking for from our contestants today? I'm mainly going to be judging their dishes based on whether or not they're made of butter. Makes sense. And finally, our third and final judge, La 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 La, the singing one. I'm hoping to see lots of butter, yeah. <laughs> oh, me too, La 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 La, me too. All right, now it's time to bring out this week's contestants. As always, they have no idea what they're doing here, but they're about to find out. Let's bring out our chefs, Mark and Rachel! Whoa, whoa, what's happening? Is this a game show? I have the same questions. Welcome, chefs, to Now We're Cooking with Butter show. Today, you will be preparing a unique dish for our panel of judges. Oh, uh, well, I am a chef, so uh, this should be fun. (laughs) Yeah, what a relief. The only rule is that you have to use butter. No, that shouldn't be hard. I I use butter in pretty much everything. Me too. In fact... And nothing else! I'm sorry, what? You have five minutes to complete your dish. Did you say only butter? We'll be right back. Do you love butter? Butter. Then you love butter. But how does it butter? It's easy. It's butter. I butter? Try some. Butter! (laughs) You're eating butter. That's the butter. Butter. It's butter. Butter, it's butter, 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 butter. It's butter. Butter. 
and welcome back to Now We're Cooking with Butter. Show! Let's check in with our contestants. Mark, how is your dish coming along? Uh, well, I've only been given a few minutes to think, and I'm not sure if I really have an idea. Ooh, that buzzer means that time is up. What? Mark, please present your dish to the judges. Uh, okay. Uh, so I made a butter soup with butter vegetables, which is simply a bowl of melted butter next to some butter shaped like vegetables. Mmm, dude, I like all this butter texture. Yes, I know. All I had was butter. Hmm, nice butter flavor, Mark. Again, all that I had to use in my fridge was butter. Yum, this is really good. La, 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 butter. Okay, I gotta say, this is getting pretty annoying. Like, literally, all you guys talk about is butter. Well, it certainly is butter. Next, let's check in with our other contestant, Rachel. Rachel, please present your dish for the judges. Uh, okay, I made butter cupcakes with butter sprinkles, which is just rounded blocks of butter with cold butter shavings on top. So, it's butter. Mmm, 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 mmm. Nice going with that butter flavor. Mwah. All I had at my station was butter. Texture, on the other hand. I'm joking. It's great butter texture. You know my station was only supplied with butter, right? These cupcakes are really sugary. Am I that I mean buttery? La la la. Again, same thing as that Mark guy. All I had was butter. All right. Before we find out our scores, let's take another commercial break. We'll be right butter. Am I losing my mind? In a world of butter. Butter, butter, butter. A butter will rise. Butter, butter, butter. To defend butter. <laughs> butter, butter. With butter. Butter! Oh, butter. Butter! Butter! From Butter Butter Productions, it's Butter the Butterer. Coming to a butter near you, rated butter for butter. What is going on? Stop saying butter! Contestants, now it's time to find out your scores. La 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 la, will you please tell us what was Mark's score? 25.6 out of 30! I don't... Oh, that actually sounds pretty good. And tell us, what was Rachel's score? 24.4 out of 30! Ooh, I'm sorry, Rachel. Butter luck next time. It was just butter! Well, folks, we've reached the end of the show. Okay, this is outrageous. I demand that you let us go. I still don't know how we got here, but we've had enough. And as always, both of our two contestants will receive a fantastic prize. Oh, uh, yeah. Let me guess. Butter? Yeah. $2,500. <laughs> yeah, that's what I... Wait, what? Until next time, this has been Now We're Cooking with Butter. Show. The end. Wow, that was really exciting. That story. Now that your foolish games are done, the time is nigh for destruction. Destruction? Yes, as has been foretold in the ancient tellings, once my slumber is concluded, my sole purpose is to rise to the surface and conquer the realm of the humans. Plus, I was I was having a really nice dream about conquering, and now that I'm awake, I'm just I'm sort of really in the mood for it. 
Oh, claro, claro, sí, 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 sí. That destruction, totally, yes, absolutamente. Can we just take a quick sidebar maybe before you rise and conquer and all that jazz? I guess I could do some morning stretches. I have been slumbering for millennia, after all. Permission granted! Great, gracias. Guys, what do we do? Well, obviously, we should stop this unfathomable horror from conquering the entire Earth, right? Yes, that is a great idea. On the other hand, some humans are really annoying, and maybe we should just let Katetflix here wipe the board clean and start over. Ooh, yeah, that is also a great idea. What? Peter, no, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> I will literally agree with anything either of you suggest. Okay, fine, we'll go with Siegfried's idea. I definitely agree. But how shall we stop Katetflix from rising to the surface? Maybe we can just convince him to go back to sleep. Wow, you two have great ideas. Okay, Mr. Katetflix. Uh, by the way, have I mentioned how shiny your tusks look? Indeed, they really complement your horrifying face tentacles and those gigantic skull-crushing claws. You must be so strong. I, I have been working out a little, yeah. Say, you know what goes a long way towards an even healthier body? Adequate sleep. Yes, you simply cannot rule the surface unless you're well-rested. I've been slumbering for thousands of years to feel pretty ready to conquer right now. Okay, true, but doesn't sleep just feel, like, so good? Hmm, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. And wouldn't it be nice to just go back to sleep for, like, five more minutes or millennia? Oh, a few extra millennia does sound nice. Okay, I'll go back to sleep. Woohoo! But now that I'm awake, I don't feel like going back to sleep. What do I do? What do I do? Any advice? I'll take any advice. Katetflix, young man, you go back to sleep right this instant. Peter, what are you doing? This is always how my parents got me to go back to sleep. Works every time. <clears throat> Katetflix, bedtime now. Oh, but I don't wanna. Uh-uh-uh, take those razor-sharp claws, those terrifyingly large wings, and march yourself right back to bed, young monster. No! <laughs> Well, I gave it my best shot. You guys take it from here. Oh, yeah, tengo una idea. Katetflix, let's put away all of our electronics for the next hour so we can have quiet time before we fall asleep. I know nothing of these electronics you speak of. Right, of course. A ancient being and all that. Sorry. Clearly you two know nothing of quelling great beasts. Let's try this. Katetflix, what do you usually do as part of your bedtime routine? Bedtime routine? Yes, you know, the stuff you do every night before bedtime. For example, you might brush your teeth, turn down the lights, check for monsters under the bed. There is no monster that frightens me. Monsters cower before me. I strike fear into the heart of man and beast alike. Okay, okay, yes, of course. My apologies. You are the undisputed monsteriest of the monsters, but... Is there anything you, in all your terrifying monsterness, like to do before bedtime? Maybe gather a stuffed animal friend or get tucked in? Well, I do like to sleep when it's cooler. Last time I fell asleep, it was the Ice Age. Aha! Progress! Now, let's see. Uh, Peter, Smitty, do we have any way of cooling the entire Earth back down to the temperature of the Ice Age? 
Well, um, that's a I'm bit uh, sure complicated. I I, uh, mm, I'm cold think, right now. Uh, right, right. None of us knows how to summon an ice elemental. This is a waste of time. I've had it with this useless stalling. I was having such a nice dream about conquering the humans of the surface world, and all I want is to recapture that feeling. If I can't get back to sleep, then it's time for me to rise, live out my dream, and fulfill my destiny of destruction. We'll be right back. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by DoorDash, where you can get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with DashPass, and new members get a 30-day free trial. Hey, Peter! Hey, Lee! What you doing? Just waiting for a delivery. Oh, that's cool. What are you getting? It's here! Thank you! Delicious sushi! Aren't you going to eat it now? Oh, no. I'm waiting for a delivery. I thought that was your delivery. Another delivery. It's here! Thank you! What's that delivery? Groceries. Uh, want help putting them away? Thanks, but not yet. I'm waiting for a delivery. Another delivery? It's here! Thank you! Peter, why are you getting... It's here! Thank you! This seems like a lot of... It's here! Thank you! Peter, why do you keep getting so many deliveries? It's too easy! I can't stop! Well, what's that delivery you just got? Oh, more sushi? (sighs) Wow, I guess getting that many deliveries makes you hungry. You have no idea. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by Carnegie Hall Kids. Carnegie Hall Kids is a free website for children ages 5 through 12 to learn about music through fun games and quizzes, igniting imagination in children, offering activities that encourage musical curiosity, and developing knowledge of musical concepts. To find all of the fun, child-friendly games and quizzes, just go to, uh... Just go to... Jeez, I can't remember. Hey, Peter! Hey, Lee! Peter, do you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids? I sure do. Practice, practice, practice. No, no, no. That's the old joke about Carnegie Hall. I'm wondering if you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids. Kids can practice, too, Lee. Jeez. I know kids can practice. I'm just wondering how to find Carnegie Hall, kids. It's on 7th Ave between 56th and 57th Street. No, Peter, not the physical Carnegie Hall. I'm talking about the website Carnegie Hall Kids, where kids can check out fun musical games and quizzes. I'm not sure I follow. Well, there's one quiz called Animal or Instrument. Ooh, good question. I think you either sound like a crow or a trumpet. No, not me. Animal or Instrument is a quiz that asks kids to listen to sounds and then guess how they're made. Sounds okay. I'd rather learn about different musical traditions from different cultures, though. You can do that at Carnegie Hall Kids, too. I just need to know how to get there. You're going to want to take the NQ or R train to 57th Street. You can't miss it. It's a website! I can make an elephant sound! (sighs) Very good, Peter. (laughs) Thank you. Start your child's musical journey today at kids.carnegiehall.org. Hey, you figured it out! That's kids.carnegiehall.org. Ah! <laughs> 
I was having such a nice dream about conquering the humans of the surface world. If I'm not going back to sleep, then it's time for me to rise and live out my dream of destruction. Wait a minute. That's it. Okay, so we are going with Smitty's idea, the whole destruction of all mankind thing? Peter, no. We already decided that'd be too unpopular. It would be quite unpopular, yes. Oh, okay, sorry. I'm not following any of this, but keep going. Just follow my lead. <clears throat> Cut Netflix. Wait. One last thing before you rise and conquer the surface world. We actually just came from the surface, and I gotta tell you, it's honestly kinda overrated. Impossible! The last time I was up there, hundreds of thousands of puny humans cowered beneath my awesome presence. Surely there must be even more by now. There are. Billions, even. But chances are, they wouldn't even notice you now. What? Why not? Ah, you see, surface humans are always looking down at their phones. If you want to be seen by then, you have to use social media to build your brand. My brand? You mean like my cousin Cthulhu? He never conquers anything! He probably doesn't have time to, and neither would you. The surface has changed. But what about all the cool stuff you guys have on the surface? Like pits of lava and lakes of fire? We've actually rid ourselves of most lakes of fire. <gasps> no! Mm-hmm, and those pits of lava, we paved roads over them. And then we built shopping malls on top of those. And then we abandoned those shopping malls, so now it's just dry concrete husks where all the lava used to be. The surface is really that different now? Yeah, the surface you knew probably only exists in your dreams. Good one, Peter. I knew you'd pick up on the plan eventually. Thanks. What plan? Oh, man, I had no idea that life on the surface was so different. It doesn't even sound like it's worth conquering anymore. Maybe you're right. I I am still a little tired. Maybe, maybe just another few millennia of dreaming couldn't hurt. <gasps> Thank you, Story Pirates. I go sleepies now. It worked. I know. That was close. Let's get out of here while he's still asleep. Another great idea. Wait, before we go, and I know this is incredibly ill-timed, but should we do another story? Yeah. yeah. Okay, listeners, if you're like me, you love therapists. Now, a therapist can mean a lot of different things, but in this next story, a therapist is someone that can help you with your problems. They're like someone you can talk to. And also in this story, the therapists are snakes. And it's a whole town of snake therapists. And, well, it's even more complicated and incredible than that. Here's the author to introduce it. Hello, my name is Freya. I'm 14. I live in California, and this is my story, The Town of Snake Therapists. Good afternoon, Reptile Nation. I'm Kathy the Chameleon, beloved reptile reporter, coming to you live from Snake Town. It's election day, and this town square couldn't be more squished with snakes. Luckily, I'm camouflaged right next to the stage where the mayor is expected to speak any minute now. Oh. Here he comes. Snakes of the town, thank you for gathering here in the town square next to the statue of the great Dr. Python, our founder. She helped her first patients work through their issues almost as thoroughly as she processed the mice and small birds she swallowed whole. Cute. As you know, it's therapist election day, and that means one thing only. Current snake therapist, 
You are fired. <gasps> you knew that was coming. We do this every year. And now we have to elect new therapists. It's just how we do it here. Okay, so I guess who wants to run for therapist? I do. I'm Barbara the boa constrictor, and for years I've worked at the Mice Supplies R Us warehouse. What a thankless job! I only want to be thanked for once in my life, so please vote for me for therapist. I want to run for therapist too. You all know me, the snake who owns the bagel store. For years, I've gotten everyone in this town their breakfast. Talk about an unappreciated job. I want an overappreciated job. Vote for me for therapist! Vote for me for therapist. I'm Greg the Garter Snake, and I currently work as a snake lawyer. My job is embarrassing, because let's be honest, it isn't being a therapist. Help me to not be so embarrassed by voting for me for therapist. Snake, settle down. Stop squishing each other. We've got no room in this town square as is. Ask a question, Mr. Mayor. Huh? Who are you? And where are you? We can't see you! <laughs> Sorry, let me tie on one of my signature silk scarves. They help me pop out of camouflage. It's me, Kathy the Chameleon, beloved reptile reporter. We don't really watch the news in this town, Kathy. We go to therapy. Well, Mr. Mayor, I want to know, if therapists are on top in Snake Town, what's the point of even having a mayor? Wow. That's a really good question. I'm going to have to bring that up in therapy next week. This is quite the feedback loop. It's just the way we do things here, and nothing, I mean nothing, will ever change that. Snakes of Snake Town, there's a major catastrophic event headed straight for Snake Town. Why should we listen to you? You're not even a therapist. Oh my goodness, look at the sky. It's a comet. Hi. Oh, my. Oh, I'm This is Kathy the Chameleon from Channel 9 Reptile News reporting to you live from the rubble of Snake Town, where a comet just destroyed everything. Wow, that was so intense. I kind of wish I could talk to the therapist right now. But all the old therapists were fired, and the new ones haven't been elected yet. So we're in kind of an awkward no-therapist zone. What do we do? This town will have to shed its snakeskin and rebuild. And we'll have to work together. Yeah! <laughs> and even though we all love our therapists and are so grateful we each have someone to talk to when times get tough, we don't need them to be our kings and queens anymore. <gasps> no. I think you'd all be a lot happier if you start treating each other equally well, regardless of what job you have. None of your jobs are pathetic or meaningless. Except for mayor, of course. No, all jobs are important. And this rebuilding is going to require everyone's unique strengths and skills. But what should we rebuild with? That comet destroyed everything. Here, maybe you should rebuild the town with scarves this time around. They're chic and airy. You won't be so squished. I like it. Everybody, find a scarf and identify your unique skills. Because I work at My Supplies R Us, I'm really strong and good at organizing. So I'm the perfect snake to start sorting through the rubble. As a bagel store owner, I know all about getting creative with recipes. Let's see what we can make out of these scarves. And as a snake lawyer, I'm gonna sue that comet. Wow, we really do have a diverse skill set as a town. Let's get to work. <laughs> 
Well, it's been three months since that major catastrophic event that destroyed Snaketown, but now you wouldn't recognize this place. It's full of scarves and full of snakes doing their different jobs in harmony. To celebrate this momentous day, I brought a singer. Hit it! Oh, snake therapists are really <laughs> Wait, wait, hold on. Cut the music. I'm sorry. I just feel like I'm really off today. Like I'm pitchy or something. Oh boy. Here I go being hard on myself again. <laughs> this is a great example of something you should talk to your therapist about. The end. And now Lee speaks with the author. So, Freya, you wrote The Town of Snake Therapists. Yep. I'm completely obsessed with that story. Can you tell me how you got the idea for it? Well, I actually um, was dreaming, and that story just was my dream. So can you tell listeners who might not know what a therapist is? So it's a job where if someone like has a problem and they don't really feel comfortable talking about it, like random people you can go see a therapist and they help you understand your feelings and yeah why are these people better suited to help us work through our problems than just like someone random off the street i think they have to be like some sort of psychologist that understands how like someone might be feeling some type of way or something are there any qualities about snakes that would make them particularly good therapists well um, for one thing, they don't really talk, so you, they wouldn't really judge you. I definitely think they're not as good therapists as dogs would be. Yeah, and why is that? Because, like, dogs and cats can kind of tell when you're sad or, like, feeling blue, and they, like, cuddle you and stuff. With snakes, they're kind of in, like, a glass box, so they don't, like, suffocate you, you know? <laughs> yeah. So in your story, I think something that's really interesting about it is the like the relative importance of different jobs. And you say at the end of your story, all jobs are important. What made you write that? Well, it's because I think all jobs are important in some sort of way. Because teachers, they probably have one of the hardest jobs and their students don't really treat them well during times. And they're also lawyers who everyone respects, judges and stuff. So all jobs are equally as important, but it's good that they're also different. It's like we need lawyers and we need teachers, but it would be great if everybody respected them both the same. Yeah, because, you know, teachers probably taught the lawyers too, so. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we all need each other at the end of the day. Yeah. Let's say that I could wave the magic wand and suddenly everybody in society, their job was as respected as everyone else. What do you think would be the first things that we would see change? Maybe like you walk into a Starbucks and everyone like respects the baristas because they work pretty hard to get you some coffee. I think it would make like people respect each other more in general. How do you feel like money plays into the way that we look at different people's importance or, you know, whether it's their job or just them as humans? Well, because money is pretty important in our world, you know, 
it kind of like dictates whether you can live or not. I mean, that's pretty dark, but yeah. And some jobs pay more than others. So maybe that's also where jobs get more importance and more respect. It's like you could do something you liked instead of like doing something for money. It would be better. Freya, this has been so fun to talk to you. Thank you for sending us your story and for letting us perform it. Yeah, thank you for choosing my story. Bye. Bye, Freya. And now it's time for Story Pirates Roll Call. First up, from Lily, a nine-year-old in Connecticut, we got a story called One Awesomely Awesome Day in Meatland. And Lily's story has my favorite line of the week. It goes like this. Finally, I can both use magic and play clarinet. Awesome story, Lily. Next up, from 10-year-old William in Montana, we have the Battle of the Snacks. And this story has an incredible standoff between a mom and her kids in which the mom says, I'm going to sell your pet lion. And then the kids say, okay. So the mom then sells their pet lion to a zoo, but the kids pressed a secret button that said lion rain and lions started to rain from the sky. And then the lions ate all the healthy snacks. Incredible story. Next up, a shout out to Frank, an eight-year-old from Ohio who sent us the story Alive Furniture, which is actually a poem and has some incredible rhymes like this. Run, run, run for your lives. The furniture, the furniture's alive. The couch will eat you if you sit on him. The bar stool give your pants a trim. And it just gets wilder from there, trust me. Great job, Frank. And finally, shout out to Phoebe, a six-year-old from Arkansas who wrote the story, The Haunted Dishwasher, which is a very spooky story about a family who discovers that when they put a straw in the dishwasher, it multiplies and they keep putting straws in and they keep multiplying over and over until their house is filling with straws. And so they decide to cast a spell on the dishwasher, but the spell has an unintended effect. To find out what that effect is, you're going to have to read the whole story. And to read all of today's Roll Call stories, head to storypirates.com slash podcast. That was Roll Call. And now it's time for you to write us a story. And if you don't know what to write, here's a story spark from Oliver, the author of Now We're Cooking with Butter. Kids, write us a story about a game show. The game show is kind of like a normal game show, but there's also something about it that's very weird. Make sure to tell us what weird things going on with the game show, who the contestants are, who the host of the game show is, and what weird thing do you get when you win. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. And a big thanks to today's authors, Oliver and Freya. Grownups can submit kids' stories and story sparks at storypirates.com. And remember, every single story we receive gets some love. Some story love. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, stay creative and stay kind. Bye! The Story Pirates Podcast is a production of Story Pirates Studios. Executive produced by Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. 
This episode was produced by Sam Baer, Mike Cavallon, McKenna Cox, Minzwi Karami, Mahela Lawrence, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Rachel Winitsky, and Nimini Ware. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord and produced by Brendan O'Grady. Roll call theme by Andrew Barbado. Musical scoring by Jack Mitchell. Our head writer is Minzwi Karami. Staff writers are Mike Cavallon, Mahela Lawrence, and Alexis Simpson. And contributing writers are Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, Emily Olcott, and Lee Overtree. Special guest, Josh Radner. This episode features performances by Maydell Clarice, Langston Darby, Chris Ferry, Janine Hogan, Quinton Johnson, Nick Canellis, Caroline Lux, Pat May, Peter McNerney, Jack Mitchell, Kat Montesi, Joshua Nasser, Emily Olcott, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Bill Schaefer, Jamie Watson, Harry Wood, and Matt Zimbrano. The Now We're Cooking With Butter songs were written by Peter McNerney and Jack Mitchell and produced by Jack Mitchell. Yeah, so, I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like Peter is hiding snacks from me. I know, I know, it sounds paranoid, but you don't understand. Peter has like seven mini fridges stashed around the ship. Right? And I think there might even be more mini fridges than I know about. I don't think it's malicious. I just feel like he's snack obsessed and probably could stand to share more. You're right. He should see a therapist. (laughs) Oh, that's our time? Okay. Well, talk to you next week. Thanks.